the main event. Episode 16. Let's get it. Another episode of the main event, and I'm your main man, your host, Jermaine Parker, coming back to you with episode 16. I hope it feels good to you like it feels good to me. Hey, I just want to start off again by saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, I was just sitting here thinking, I, I was looking at my stats before, uh, before the, uh, podcast started and like four downloads short have like a thousand downloads for the entire podcast and uh so i just want to say thank you because uh this podcast is not sponsored uh it's not brought to you by anybody but your main man and uh so everybody's listening is uh somehow in the spirit influence or you know maybe an accidental find on itunes where you're looking for something else um but the point is, is that, um, you guys didn't stick around for just one episode or two episodes. You'd be consistently coming back for more and, uh, and downloading and listening to the episodes and stuff. And man, from the bottom of my heart, I really do appreciate that. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, this year, 2019 is the year that, uh, uh a lot more people will start tuning in and, uh, and I'm giving the, uh, the content that people want to hear. And the entertainment that uh, people want to hear too. Not just always so serious. Why so serious? Not always so serious, but you know, uh, definitely, uh, keeping in, in tune in touch with, uh, current events and stuff and, and always having some commentary about that. And, um, I'll talk about some stuff, uh, in this episode too. Uh, but also bringing you, uh, what I promise to bring you some leadership, uh, stuff and, uh, we're going to talk about some stuff today and hopefully I can kind of segue my way through all this and, uh, kind of tie it all in together. Um, I wanted to start something, uh, new starting with this episode. Um, and you'll see it with the, the post for this episode. So I want to give away a, uh, iTunes gift card. Um, it's not much, but then again, like I said, this thing ain't sponsored. Uh, so, so hopefully one day I'll get some sponsorships and I have some really cool stuff, uh, to give away. Um, so here's the deal. Um, what I want, I want you guys to go to the website, www.maineventthemaineventpodcast.com. And, uh, I want you to subscribe to the podcast. I want you to leave me a comment. So the leave me a comment part, um, is basically, trying to get you guys engaged into the podcast stuff because a lot of you uh the people who i know personally will text me and uh dm me uh comments and stuff and i i appreciate all of them appreciate all of them like I say i got a question on the website so 
uh, from uh, uh, Crystal Pool last week, and that's the reason I answered it on the on the podcast. If you guys put anything on the uh, the website, I'm gonna try to get to it um, uh, and answer that on the podcast. Um, I'm shying away from uh, going to Instagram Live this week, uh, maybe later. I mean, and really feel like anybody was interested. <laughs> Just to be honest with you, um, you know, maybe when I get a million followers, type of stuff. Uh, but um, but uh, yeah, I want the comments, uh, and it, it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. Thing, uh, you know, keep a good job, or what what you might want to see different, or even like what you might want to see different in um, in terms of a giveaway. I chose the iTunes gift card because the my. Uh, my uh, statistics, my, my numbers say that most of my listeners are listening on some kind of Apple product, and I know there's uh, guys, guys and gals out there who are not. And so, if you want to step up and say, "Hey, you know, hey, this would be good," um, but like I say, I'm gonna start off with an iTunes gift card. So go to the website www.themaineventpodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a comment, uh, and you can leave a comment on Twitter or Facebook. Or Instagram, uh, any of those, you can leave a comment on it, or you can leave it on the website, um, because that's how when I uh, announce a winner, that's how I'll come back and announce that you won, is through however you leave the comment. So you don't have to leave it on the website; you can leave it anywhere. Uh, you can leave it on the uh, wherever you saw the post, um, and it doesn't have to be. So the the main event actually has its own Facebook page, and then I have my personal page. You can leave it on either one of those. Uh, I don't care. Uh, and then the last thing is I ask is that you tag two people. Uh, so just two people who you think would, might, uh, benefit or gee whiz, uh, hey, you remember that guy Jermaine? He's got a podcast you might want to listen at. So, uh, that's my, that's my giveaway. I'm gonna try to, uh, keep that up as long as I can, uh, give stuff away. Uh, I hadn't quite <laughs> figured out uh, my methodology for my, uh, for my random drawing. I, I will probably, um, take all the names and stuff for everybody who qualified for it. And so, like next week, let's say that you signed up this week. Well, you already subscribed, so you don't have to do that again. Um, then the next week, just drop a comment on that, uh, podcast, uh, post. Um, and you know, you can tag the same two people if you want to. I'm not going to check. Uh, but you know, just, uh, keep tagging it. And that'll get you in. Um, but, uh, what I might do is I, I might go and, uh, use either Periscope or Instagram Live or Facebook Live. I might just switch it up from week to week. I don't know. Um, we'll see how many people actually uh, take advantage and want that, uh, gift card. Um, and, uh, put a name in a bowl and draw it live on, uh, one of those platforms. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, leave it in the comments. Tell me what you, uh, that could be your comment. Nah, man, do it on Facebook and do it on Instagram, whatever. Um, vo- it's uh, it's like everything else. The uh, the voices, the majority, kind of wins on uh, what I'll do. Uh, again, you know, I, I take a lot of suggestions from you guys, and you know, thanks for being uh, interactive and uh, giving me your feedback and your opinions about the podcast. And like I said, hopefully, uh, I'm continuing to give you something uh, to tune into each week. I um, <laughs> I was uh. I was talking to my, uh, or texting with a friend this weekend and, uh, Matt told me he listened to three hours of the main event. I was like, dude, I don't like me that much. <laughs> so I, I guess he's catching up on episodes and stuff. 
so really a uh, uh, big heartfelt thank you to everybody that tunes in consistently uh, to hear me spout my uh, irrational talk about things and uh, my take on things. I think I, I talked about it last week. You know, I don't... Uh, I don't 100% agree with everything that comes out of my mouth. And I know it may be strange to say, but I don't know if you've ever said things and then you're like, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that. Well, that's what I mean by that. Um, and, you know, the uh, the cool thing is is that uh, there's actually tapes <laughs> of everything I say out here. Uh, so you can hold my feet to the fire on some of the comments. And um, uh, we'll, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, holding feet to the fire a little bit later, too. But yeah, that's, so that's the kind of, that's the giveaway is the uh, gift card this week. Um, I'm actually, so I'm, I'm still out here in, uh, in Altus, Oklahoma and doing my training stuff. Hey, I had my first flight, uh, first training flight and, uh, we get a total of six flights. So I'm, I'm one, I'm one deep in the flights, uh, back into classroom, uh, for the next week and a half and I'll get my flight too. But, uh, it went well. Uh, loaded up some pallets, did some combat offloads for you. Uh, military types know what I'm talking about, and uh, it was it was a good time. It was good to be back in the air again. Um, I uh, I ferried one the second to last airplane out of Charlotte C-130 um, up to Reno, December of 17. So you know it's been a while since you know I, obviously I've been flying with the Forest Service over to summer and stuff in C-130s, but um, militarily putting the uniform on, having to shave. Um, which let me say this i didn't know i could grow a full beard but i can <laughs> and now that i know i i, I want to rock one but now i'm back in uniform it's really really trying on me so you know beer game beer game beer game um man i miss it but uh but no still uh being able to get back in the airplane get off the ground and uh kind of do my job was uh was kind of was kind of cool so uh, but back to studying, uh, back to classroom stuff for me. But, uh, yeah, so I'm still out here in Altus, Oklahoma. And, uh, one of the things that, uh, happened over the break was I, uh, I purchased, there's a little model C-17 that the 58th, uh, Air Squadron, the trans, uh, uh, squadron we fly with out here at Active Duty Squadron. They sail. And, uh, I got, uh, two of those and, uh, took them home to my girls for Christmas and they actually liked them. Um, so, uh, while I'm out here, that might be one of the giveaways. That's, that's where that long-winded, uh, thing was going. That might be one of the giveaways. I might give away, um, one of the C-17s. Uh, I'll probably put a picture up, um, so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Um, see if that's something that you might like. Again, leave it in the comments. Um, so, I, 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 I wanted to say this, you know, usually I, um, I'm, I'm gonna put this out on, the uh, podcast out on Saturday. I didn't put it out on Saturday. I've actually, um, man, this like past week has kind of been, I've just been in like a, a funky mood and I really wasn't in the mood. Uh, I hadn't, uh, really talked to anybody. Uh, just been, uh, I, I've answered some texts and stuff like that. Um, but my, my youngest daughter actually called me this morning. And of course you got to pick up the, the phone for your children and stuff. And I realized I hadn't talked to her. And, uh, a couple of days, cause I've been, you know, this kind of funky mood. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, uh, but talking to her really helped me out this morning. It's funny how your, your children, uh, help you out, um, uh, when you're supposed to be the ones that helped them out. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's, uh, 
it was not intentional, but I'll I'll, I'll spend that to uh, your leadership moment of uh, when you're when you're trying to be a leader and you're trying to move forward and stuff, and things aren't looking good and stuff. Um, sometimes the answers you can't have them yourself, or the inspiration you can't have yourself. Sometimes you have to look into those people that uh, you're supposed to be committed to, supposed to be mentoring, and supposed to be taking care of. And sometimes they do that for you, which you normally do for them, which is inspire and lead you. So uh, allow that to happen. Um, and uh, so I, I kind of got that from my daughter this morning. So, you know, she kind of put me in a better mood and stuff. So uh, I apologize um, if, I, if I have not picked up your phone call in the past week i apologize this week going forward uh i'm gonna be ready again uh and uh so i'm i'm human i'm not perfect and uh you know i'm not i'm i'm definitely not going to spin into a, a kanye uh mental health uh issue um uh, maybe some mental health days uh i want to take uh, i just need some time but um but definitely um gonna Reattack and re-energize myself uh, for the coming week. So uh, thank you for everybody being patient with me, and thank you to my little baby girl Kennedy for helping Daddy. Uh, you know, you put a smile on my face. Uh, that's that's what your girls do, man. If you ain't got some girls, <laughs> so I, I wanted uh, I wanted to have boys uh, because I thought to myself that there was a lot of pimping that I had inside of me that I need to instill inside of a young boy. Uh, and, uh, uh, the Lord thought better. Uh, he did not want me passing on this pimping, so she'll die with me. No, I'm, I'm passing along to grown men now. But, uh, no, seriously, I'm, I, I really did want boys, but I'm so, so, so happy I ended up with two girls. Um, not just because they're super duper cute and super duper smart. Not just that. Uh, I'm happy, um, for so many different reasons. Um, but, uh, I, I remember one of my ex-in-laws was, uh, asked me about, you know, th- that question. I think my, my oldest might have been three. So I puts my baby girl, you know, two, depending on time of year, but they're right, uh, they're only, they're, they're less than 13 months apart. So, uh, they, they're stair steps for real. Um, and if you're wondering how that happens, um, then you've never seen me laying in the bed with the moonlight hitting me just right. I am irresistible. Uh, I'm just saying. And when, the, when the moonlight hits me just right, psh, hide your wife, <laughs> hide your girlfriend, hide them all. But anyway, um, so, uh, at Six in Law, she was asking me about uh, how I feel about having girls and stuff. And she's like, did you want boys? I said, yeah, I did. I, actually, I did. I did want some boys and stuff. You know, I was, you know, it was me and my brother and my dad growing up, and we were real close, and I, you know, um, I thought my dad was a really, uh, good dad. And I, you know, I, I kind of envisioned myself in that role too, uh, with the same dynamic. Um, she's like, well, you, you disappoint your girls. No, you, I, I don't think you ever get disappointed with your children. I just don't. Um, I don't, I don't care what your, your preference was beforehand. When you get your children, they're yours and you know, you're, you're happy, um, blessed, uh, to have them and stuff. So I was definitely blessed to have mine and, and I told her, I said, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I really wanted to have some little boys because I remember my dad putting us out in the, in the yard and, uh, and working and cutting grass and, you know, and southern boys, you know, you're going to rake leaves, cut grass and, 
blue gutters and all that all that good stuff and uh i was kind of looking forward to uh you know about 10 years not doing no more yard work (laughs) being el jefe on the sidelines uh criticizing uh the way they cut my grass uh, saying things like little boy that that is not the way i showed you like i'm showing one time too um but i thought i said you know it's all right because uh in 10 years, I won't have to wash any clothes or cook any food. And she thought that was really, really sexist. And I said, but you were okay when I was being sexist with little boys and saying that they were going to do yard work. When I said that my little girls going to do housework, you, you kind of got a little attitude. And it was all funny games, um, at least for me, because I'm always funny games. Um, but uh, it, it, it is it is funny how those dynamics uh, are still there and that's why i say you know to, to hitch back to earlier i don't agree with everything that comes out of my mouth it was a joke uh you can leave it in the comments if you want to but it was a joke um it, it, and i and i was trying to get a little rise out of my social law anyway just not a rise so much but trying to get her to chuckle um but uh yeah love my girls uh wouldn't trade them for anything uh but you know, as a parent, you do things. It's, it's, it's parent, parenthood has taught me so much about leadership. Um, because, uh, when you have children, your leadership game. And so that's why I, I kind of think that the subject is so, because it's, it's so important. Because if you, uh, if you look at it, you can extrapolate the stuff that we talk about here for leadership for your, your company. And, and for the business that you work for and stuff and that leadership can be brought back to the house uh, you should be a leader in your own house um, especially if you have kids and stuff because they pay attention to uh, your leadership lessons more than anybody else and they are constantly there and they are watching you day to day testing your leadership um, testing your patience but they're also testing your leadership um, so, you know, step up to that challenge. Um, you know, cause you, you do things and you learn from stuff and you grow. Uh, I don't think that, uh, I think last week I was talking a little bit about Kevin Hart and I know he went on Ellen and Ellen gives him the forgiveness and there's people on the internet who's like, well, you know, Ellen's not a gay black male and that's who he was insulting and stuff. And, you know, he, and, and, you know, I, I I really can't remember the comment I made uh, about it, uh, but I, I know I was I was thinking of you know the man said he apologized for it. Well, evidently no one can find this apology other than he. I guess he said he was. Wrong. I mean I don't know. I it, it's hard. I don't I don't know. You know the 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 glamour of having less than a thousand downloads for your stuff is is that there's there's not a lot of people I've got to apologize to for the stuff I say. Uh, not a lot of angry people come back to me um, because of my ideas and my take on my take on things. Uh, no, no one's swimming through my my tw- my tweets or or my Instagram or Facebook and uh, going, "Oh man, you said this and that." Um, although I will tell you, um, be prepared. Uh, <laughs> I ain't no bitch. If you if you come after me, come after me right. Um, I had some, uh, some, some, some dudes, uh, come after me on Facebook for, uh, stuff I posted. And, uh, look, uh, let's just be honest. A lot of y'all ain't smart enough. Um, and I'm, I'm not, 
let me let me phrase this correctly. A lot of the people who disagree with me aren't articulate enough or have enough facts to come after me. What I would do is that I would either uh, take some time and write some stuff down, put it on hold, go gather up uh, a litany, some litany of facts and stuff to disprove me and stuff. Because when you come at me out of emotion, you're going to get dealt with. Um, most of the people that I have uh, burned on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, uh, for uh, saying stuff on my post, um, they have deleted their responses. Uh, I delete them. They've deleted their shit because I was roasting them. Now my stuff's still up there, and it looks like an awkward conversation to with myself. Uh, even because, and some of them will leave certain responses up there, but they, the stuff they really got burned on. Uh, they'll go ahead and delete it. So, I mean, like I say, if you will. Um, but unlike Kevin Hart, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that a hell of a lot. And so I don't, I don't really know the depths of his, uh, uh, his conf- confession or what, whatever, whatever he, whatever he said about those comments and stuff. All, all I know is that, uh, the, the great thing about, um, today is, is that you don't have to be who you were yesterday. And that you can uh, redefine yourself and find a better place to be in, a better space to be in when you're doing stuff. And uh, that's that's what I try to do. Uh, I am definitely not the same dude I was uh, 20 years ago. Um, I think back to the, <laughs> to the late 90s. And uh, so I, I joined the Air Force in 97. So in 99, um, I was probably... Um, probably doing some shit that uh i should have got handcuffed for um just dumb shit just just because i mean and not always because it was intentional here's a good story so uh a young man is over in germany and uh, i really like germany germany's a real cool place uh to hang out and stuff uh quite honestly a lot of places are cool if you only had to be there for less than 48 hours (laughs) <laughs> I mean, really, there's a lot of places that you like, oh, my town is lame, but I bet I could get hype as hell in your town if I only had to be there for like a day or so. And, um, you know, and a lot of that is alcohol induced, of course. And so I'm in Germany. We're in actually Frankfurt, Germany, and we are cru- uh, cruising around um, the red light district. And for, for those of you who don't know, the red light district is uh, uh, prostitution is legal in Germany. Um, and so they actually have areas, the red light district where you can go to and, um, like I say, prostitution is legal. That's why you're going there. Um, in Frankfurt, they had what they call the stairs. And so there were these buildings and on each floor, um, you could find different things. Like there might be Asian women on the first floor, uh, Europeans on the second floor. Uh, there might be, uh, uh, trans on the third floor i mean it was just like and 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 a lot of people honestly just went to window shop uh you know kind of looking around you know uh because um you go inside these building stuff and the women uh if they were not uh engaged in business activities uh would be hanging out the doors and stuff and you walk by the doors and you know hooting holler and stuff uh again uh 20 years ago so i was 20 23 years old absolutely uh, I was, uh, taking any chance to see naked women. 
I quite honestly had not seen a lot. Um, <laughs> I mean, on my own, on my own, you know, in person from anyway. Um, so yeah, we're hanging out in the stairs and stuff. And, um, there's just one building on the, uh, top floor of this building. They had the, uh, the African, uh, ladies were up there and stuff. And so one of the things about the stairs they always tell you is, Hey man, don't wear glasses or hats or stuff like that because, uh, you know, cause there's rules of this shit. And, uh, that's one of the rules because, um, you'll walk around and some of the more aggressive ladies or ones who, you know, don't mind, uh, starting some shit will like grab a hat and throw it into their room. Well, now you got to go into their room. Now you're in their room. Now they want some money because you're into their room and stuff. It's, it's just a game or whatever stuff. And, uh, so like I say, it's me and, uh, there's two other guys and, uh, we, we walk up the steps and we, you know, we, we stopped on just about every floor, just about. And we're walking around just kind of window shopping. We've been drinking and stuff. I, I know I've been drinking. And, uh, so we're kind of staggering up the steps and stuff. And, uh, we get up to the top floor and as soon, and as soon as we get up there, um, my buddy's up front, um, this, uh, nice looking African comes over, grabs him by the, uh, arm and just kind of walks him into her, her room. And he just kind of looks back like, okay, what's he got? And we're like, okay, well, um, you know, I hadn't really planned on making a pit stop tonight, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so, so now we're, we're kind of waiting on our buddy. And so we're on this floor and stuff. And, uh, part of the reason I, I never really liked that floor was they were super duper aggressive. And so, um, it was like, uh, we were sitting there and, uh, like, Hey, Hey, you want to come here? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. And let me, let me put this out here. It is not because I'm above it. Uh, that's not what it was. I was 23 years old and I spent all my money on drinking, uh, because drinking for me was the safe bet. And so <laughs> this, this story probably goes a whole nother way if I actually had money in my pocket. Uh, but, uh, no, we're sitting there and we're waiting for our friends. Me and this other guy, we're waiting on our friend stuff. Well, this one woman just kind of wouldn't let it go. And, uh, I mean, and, uh, so I'll do my best Grace Jones because that's who, in, in my recollection of this event, it was basically fucking Grace Jones fucking with me. And she's like, hey, 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 you don't want to come in here? You don't want this? You don't want this pussy? And I'm like, uh, no, ma'am. No, I'm, uh, I'm good. I don't, I, 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 I'm good. And so she's looking at my buddy. She's like, oh, you, you fuck him? You fuck him? You fuck each other? Uh, no, no, that's not what's going on. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't want this. You must be gay. I was like, "Hey, look, um, you can you can calm down now. I'm good. We're just waiting on our buddy, you know, because I'm trying to be mature, and you know, and I, I see what's going on. She's she's digging at me. She's trying to somehow punk me into being like trying to prove my manhood to come in here and oh, no, I'm a fuck shit at you. Um, not working. I'm more mature than that." until <laughs> so she's sitting there going on going on and she looks at me and she kind of just scrunches up her nose and she's just like she's like american nigga and i was like what what did you call me <laughs> understanding that i've been overseas a couple times and um and uh and there's some people when you walk by they say you know black negro uh, in Spain, and so I'd heard Negro before and got confused, um, and uh, and upset. 
And, uh, but she said that shit again. And she, I mean, she just drew it all out and stuff. Let me say this. I am not a uh, proponent or fan of anyone, even, even black people using that word. I just am not. Uh, but for the purpose of the story, I'm going to say it twice. American nigga. <laughs> I tried to put my hands on this woman. I really did. And uh that's when I realized that there was security <laughs> everywhere. And uh I I really don't know where it came from. I don't know if they jumped from the walls or electrical sockets or they just fell out the lights. Because uh, I swear in all the time that I walked around uh all the all the different buildings that that had stairs and had uh the red light district and stuff, uh minimal security. Uh because it's legalized and it's it's normalized and um I understand that they do have it, but it's, you know, that's what a real drunk dude or whatever that needs to get put out and stuff. And in this case, that drunk dude was me. And so, um, I don't really remember much other than these motherfuckers threw me down the steps. Um, the stairs are very narrow. (laughs) And usually in this particular building, it was one of those kind of stairs that, you know, goes down halfway, then cuts 90 degrees and goes down the other way. So I ended up upside down on that little landing. It was so tight and stuff. It was like a damn, I was like a damn turtle trying to get back right. Um, so yeah, I got thrown down the stairs, um, because I had an international, little international, uh, misunderstanding. Um, but I wouldn't go let her get away. I, yeah. I, it, the, that, that me back then, I was not about to let her, uh, get away with, uh, uh, using it. Like I say, I'm not a proponent of, uh, uh, of anybody using it and definitely not towards me. Definitely not towards me. Uh, and, uh, being 23, I was going to deal with that shit right then and there, but I got dealt with. Uh, I say that to say that sometimes you get turned upside down and not everybody's perfect. And there are a lot of times that you, uh, you, uh, you, you respond to things even when you've been on the, the, the best intentions, which I, I was originally when I was fending off the, uh, the comments about my sexuality and, um, my stamina, my manhood, and everything else that uh, this young lady was throwing at me. Uh, but then there's sometimes you hear some stuff and you just get real turned up. And I got turned up and then turned down uh, all in the same uh, <laughs> little little uh, transaction. So um, what I'll say about that again is that, man, I'm not perfect. Uh, would I do it again? Man, I wouldn't even be there again. <laughs> I wouldn't be close enough to it for it to happen. Uh, but... Um, you know, as I as I look around, um, we had a uh, we had a United States senator this week, uh, Steve King, and this is not the first and this is not the first time that Steve King has said some shit that would have had me uh, going after his ass, just like I went after uh, uh, that young lady. But I mean, this is a guy who's consistently not just this this year but consistently talked about how he didn't understand why white supremacist or white nationalist got to be such a bad word um and uh it's a GOP senator uh and so so far really um the, the first one Tim Scott who's a uh, GOP black guy uh GOP senator out of South Carolina and um yeah, he was the first one to say, and it, basically what Tim said was, is that, you know, the reason that people, 
uh, like to associate racism and stuff with our party right now is because when people do racist stuff, no one says anything. Um, five times more coverage for a senator uh, cussing uh, when talking about the impeachment of a sitting president uh, than a lawmaker actually pretty much saying that it's okay to be racist. Um, but nobody in you know, every lawmaker was, Oh, Oh, uh, the Senator should apologize, uh, for that. Uh, what's her name? Rashida Tlaib. Uh, Oh, she should apologize for saying to peach that motherfucker. Not the same outrage, uh, for Steve King. People still backing up Steve King. Um, Man, people aren't perfect, and um, I like to I like to think that Steve King can grow from this. But unfortunately, uh, it's one of those kind of deals where I think that he's in the past shown. You know, so we if you if you're looking for areas of growth and stuff, and that's why you know I'll, I'll round this back up to uh, Kevin Hart. Um, I don't know everything he's done. I, I know a lot of the terrible things that he does now, um, and I, I understand that he's been a subject of all kind of scandal and stuff. I, I I know this. I'm not trying to paint the man as a saint. Well, what I am saying is that, uh, people are imperfect. I'm imperfect. Uh, even Steve King, imperfect. Um, the, the big difference is his actions and, and words and stuff. And his actions have not shown any kind of change. Uh, because like I say, not the first time and not, not recently. He's, he's, he's actually kind of being consistent, uh, with this kind of shit. Uh, he's just been, because no one's checked him, uh, about it before. Uh, he's just become more emboldened to, um, to continue down that path. So. You know, it's fucked up. Steve King, taggy in this. Um, but that, that kind of really, uh, rolls me into the, <laughs> to our leadership, uh, talk for today. So there's, there's, there's two things I, I want to talk about, um, today for leadership. And, um, uh, the first one is, um, uh, in the absence of leadership, being able to fill those voids. Um, I think I talked a little bit about it last week. Um, but so I'll, I'll just briefly, uh, talk about it this week, but it really, you had to, you had to be able to, to step up, uh, and fill those voids. So, and, um, as I say that leadership transcends so many aspects of our lives. Um, and that, that could be as simple as, uh, making sure everybody, you know, you're setting an example by pulling over for emergency vehicles. That's leadership. That's setting the example, setting the tone for what needs to be done and understanding that there are rules and we all know what the rules are and we need to follow them. And if I need to be the first one to do it, then I need to be the first one to do it to make sure everybody else understands that I know what the rules are and you know what are, you, you know what there are too. So let's go ahead and get in line. Or like I said, into your household for your children, stuff like that. Uh, I, I don't care, uh, vice versa, who, which, well, you know, which parent you think, you know, daddy's not there he's not stepping up, then you need to step up and you need to show those values and stuff um, that you want uh, displayed and stuff. So, you know, fill that void wherever you can. But the, the second thing, and as I was talking about my children, they always, you know, they test a lot of things, your patience, your leadership. So the, it's, you got to, as a leader, what I would ask you to do is to accept all challengers. Um, one of the things that, we like to always harp on is that we do things a certain way because they work. And, uh, especially being a military guy, uh, we harp on that a lot. Uh, as I go through my training, um, right now, um, I don't question so much why we do things the way we do it 
on this aircraft as opposed to the other two aircraft I've already been on and qualified in. Um, I understand that as I get more experience and in in this uh, aircraft, um, I can uh, ask more intelligent questions for for what and why. Right now, it's just a learning process, and I need to learn the basics before I start getting in the theoretical and the what ifs. Uh, about performance and stuff but a lot of times in our our roles as leaders and stuff we do have those people who want to ask us those what if questions that hey boss hey sarge why are we doing this and so what i would like to tell you is make sure you accept those challenges um uh, people are going to ask questions and they're going to test you about why you're doing things and that is absolutely a great thing uh, for your leadership because these are the moments that you really shine the brightest uh, when you're talking about the people that you lead. Um, one of the things I say in the military, so I am a, uh, so there's in, in the Air Force, there are airmen. There, if you want to split the enlisted force up, there are airmen, there are NCOs, non-commissioned officers, and there's senior NCOs, senior non-commissioned officers. And my job as a senior non-commissioned officer is to, um, I'm, I'm, I'm literally what the definition of middle management is where I work for somebody else who sets a vision and based on my experience and knowledge, I, um, I, I make his vision actionable, um, for direction he wants to go in and stuff. And a lot of times that, that leads people to go, but why are we doing that? Um, and so as a leader, what my real job is being able to explain the why and accept those challenges because people, people aren't really trying to, uh, challenge you. It's not a person. That's the other thing. Uh, a lot of this stuff isn't personal. We make things personal. Like I made, um, that comment. Uh, I'm not an N word. Never have been. Um, and so when that young lady, uh, decided that she would, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just the, it was the accent. It was accent that was killing me because I was like, you are totally out of line. <laughs> she, she made sure to put the American on there first too. Um, but, uh, but she, uh, she was out of line. Um, however, she wasn't really talking to me. The only thing in that, that statement that was even remotely true was I was American. Um, but I took that shit personal. And a lot of times when we get challenged and stuff, we take that shit personal and we shouldn't you shouldn't take it personal at all um it's not about you personally unless it is about you personally and then you should be able to recognize the difference um but everything that when people say stuff about you know why are we doing this where we're this direction you know this and that and this and that it's not personal they really just want to know and if you've made a good decision a well thought out decision you should be able to defend your decision that's the really that's the that's the that's the gist of it is that these challenges allow you as a leader to explain your decision making process in a coherent manner that leads everybody to the same goals you should probably write that down it really is a blessing when your people are testing what you got to say they don't hear me. No, uh, <laughs> you really have to be able to defend the things that you're talking about, especially today with our young people. 
they're just, they just don't want to take um, the because I said so answer. Uh, it's something that you do to your kids when you don't want to explain things. You just want it done. Um, but when we're talking about a work environment stuff, um, you won't buy in. This You really do. You won't buy in to what you're doing. And you want people to know that you're a competent leader. Well, how do you do that? Well, one of the ways you do that is through your transparency, not saying, because I said so, I'm going to open it up to my decision making. This is why we do things. And everybody's got different um, different takes on that stuff. I had a guy I worked for, and uh, he was explaining something to me. And I flat out asked him, I said, well, that's awesome. Because I didn't understand why we were doing that. Why? Why don't you tell everybody that? He said, "I don't have to. I'm, I'm, I'm the boss. They just need to do it." And I thought to myself, "Wow, you are really missing an opportunity." <laughs> I don't think you get it. Um, you're right. People will work for you because they have to. Um, but when people understand what you're thinking or why they don't have to even agree all the time. Uh, but so many of us sit back in um, Monday morning quarterback decisions made by management uh, because we're not sure what they were thinking when they made that decision. You're not going to be able to um, pre-brief every decision. You're just not going to be able to. Sometimes, um, actually, uh, I was watching the uh, uh, Phillies play the Saints before I started um, uh, recording this, and uh, just like in football, when you when you know you've got uh, a limited amount of time to call your play, get everybody in position, and execute and stuff, and sometimes life's just like that too. Sometimes you just got to call the play. Everybody's got to get in formation and stuff. Um, I don't need you to read the defense. I need you to make this block, or I need you to run this route, or uh, this is the uh, the reads I need you to make um, uh, for this play, and you, you just gotta kind of gotta play your position. But the reason that you have that buy-in for that kind of coaching and that that kind of execution for your play calling is because at some point during practice, when when a game wasn't on the line, when you were getting ready for the big game, um, hopefully there was some coaching that went on beforehand, and you explained it then. Accept those challenges. If you're a coach and it gets, I don't, I don't understand why I'm running five yards instead of three or seven. Why don't I just make a double move on this play? Explain that. This is what we're trying to do. I'm trying to draw in the outside linebacker. That's why I want you on that shallow out. You're not the target of this play. If you go five, if you go seven yards, you allow your man the possibility to, uh, to fall back and get an interception because he's in range now. But if he has to stick to you on the shallow route and stuff, this is what allows the opportunity um, for my slot receiver to make his uh, his outcut and get to the sidelines and make this uh, catch. You explain those things. So never think that it's a bad thing that people are asking you questions. It's never a bad thing because they're still talking to you, so that's awesome. Um. So just accept those challenges as, as, as leaders. If, if your if your plan can hold up to that, then you, then you know you got a good plan. If it can't, then you just need to be willing to accept that it, it's that things are outdated and maybe they don't work. It, maybe they work, but they don't work as well. Maybe there are better ways. Um, and like I say, no one's perfect. So 
thinking that whatever process you have in place is perfect and will continue to be perfect for the end of all times is ridiculous. We redefine and reinvent ourselves all the time. At least the people that don't want to end up like blockbusters do. If you don't, if you don't want to be outdated, um, you know, you can, you can continue to do it the way we've been doing it because it's been successful, but, um, you know, you'll be out of business. You know, like Circuit City, blockbusters, all these other places that didn't, um, get on to the, uh, the transformation of technology and didn't heed the warnings of the people underneath them. They kept screaming to them, but that's not the way that the world is now. So, uh, set those challenges, fill those voids, shore up your leadership. Um, you know, the last thing I want to talk about, uh, for this episode was some real estate stuff. Um, uh, last week I talked about, you know, first time buyers and, uh, what I saw or what I interpret, um, be uh, your biggest challenges for first time buyers and you know that was credit um, you got to just be able to afford it um, and, and money management just financial health in general uh, is one of those things um, a, a lot of people look at real estate um, because the, the the goal for generational wealth is that you have multiple streams of income and uh, real estate is just one of those investments. Um, and you would be surprised. Uh, I, I, I would just, if, if you're looking, if you're even thinking about it, um, but then you back your mind, that, man, uh, so the government still shut down. <laughs> Unfortunately and amazingly, it is still shut down. Uh, side note, uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, use a bitch. Uh, and I say that with all the love that I can muster up because, and I say this, and listen to me, uh, real quick on this. This is my, my politics for a week and stuff. Uh, whether you believe in, uh, uh, the border wall, I think all Americans believe in border security. Um, I think some people have some issue with the wall itself and I'm not going to delve too deep into that. What I will say is, is that, uh, the Senate passed some continuing resolutions before uh, the new Senate came in. The lame duck session passed. The Senate passed. 100 to to nothing passed bills. And then um, Paul Ryan in the House, because Republicans still control the House, refused to take up the spending bills uh, because the president wanted funding for a border wall. Republican in the Senate, Republican in the House, Republican in the White House got it. Uh, they then started blaming Democrats for not being able to get the money. Yeah, okay. I mean, and a lot of you, you can disagree on me about the the timing of this and stuff, but disagree. That, but tell me I'm wrong that they didn't pass a, a budget in the Senate 100 to zero. Tell me that I'm wrong that Paul Ryan, uh, the House uh, whip, didn't take it up because he didn't. Uh, tell me that I'm wrong that they didn't start blaming the Democrats who didn't take control until January, but they blamed them for two weeks uh, for not being able to, to to get the border wall stuff. Uh, the whole time they're using federal employees, contractors, and the government itself and its functions and responsibilities uh, as hostage to to kind of prove a point. You can tell me I'm wrong. Um, and, and maybe the speculation of the the intent, um, you, we could definitely talk about that. But 
I do know for a fact that they Senate did pass the bill hundred to hundred to nothing. So I'm going to say it had bipartisan support all the way around and uh, GOP support. Um, it was uh, wouldn't even come to a vote in the House, and now the same things kind of happened. So the Democrats are now in charge of the House. They took the spending bill uh, that was um, just passed in the Senate and. They passed it in the House and sent it back to the Senate. And now Mitch McConnell says he's not going to bring it to a vote because it does not include uh, the wall that the president asked for. So my, my, my big complaint for this is is that at what point are we working for the people and not the parties? Because if you're working for the people, there's almost a million people out there who, are not, who didn't get a paycheck on Friday. Um, and so... Here's what you do. You take the House bill and you bring it to a vote. The reason he won't vote on it is because it will pass. Isn't that crazy? I, I'm not going to bring it, I'm not going to bring it to the floor. And that's the reason Paul Ryan wouldn't bring it to the floor because it would have passed and they kept the government open and we wouldn't have, and the greatest negotiator in the world wouldn't have an opportunity, uh, for leverage, uh, for heavy leverage, collateral leverage in his negotiations, whatever. Um, Mitch, you bring the stuff to a vote. If it doesn't pass, it doesn't pass. You know what you do then? The Senate comes up with its own spending bill. Uh, the first thing that uh, McConnell wanted to put through was a attack on our First Amendment rights by saying that you can't boycott Israel, which literally I'm still confused by. Why we would make it illegal to boycott another country. If I don't want to fuck with Israel, I don't want to fuck with Israel. I don't know what Israel has ever done for me. Uh, and quite frankly, I don't give a shit. Um... But that's me. If you got, if you support Israel stuff, that's awesome. I don't care. Uh, but it, but we had a, we have a government to shut down. I don't think that's the first bill that the Senate should be taking up. I think they should come up with their own, uh, spending bills to reopen the government or take up the ones in the House. And like I said, if they're defeated, defeated. If they are defeated, come up with your own. If they're passed, send them to the president. You're right. He can't veto. He said he would veto. That's cool. Let him veto it. You know what? We actually have a system for that. You bring it back for another vote, two-thirds majority, it's veto-proof. It passes anyway. Thank you. What they don't want to happen is is for it to come back. And, I, you know, it's election for, you know, Republicans got beat up in the midterms. Uh, they really did. They got beat up in midterms. And so to not just to protect their president, they also want to protect themselves by not having to vote on something. Um, it takes the pressure off of them about, you know, it's all hypotheticals at this point about what would happen. But, you know, the easiest thing is to keep it away. Um, lack of backbone. Lack of backbone, Mitch McConnell. He's a bitch. Um, back to my real estate stuff. So a lot of people want multiple streams of income and stuff. Um, especially in uh, the climate that we have right now where even government jobs uh, can't be uh, dependent upon to be stable anymore because our government doesn't seem to be that stable anymore. And so you're looking at uh, other uh, avenues to, to get money and stuff. And one of the things I, I tell people is is that um, I see stuff on social media, Instagram stuff, where we're talking about, well, this is what millionaires do, and this is what you know average people do, and you know they spend their money on this, and they spend their money on this. And I'm like, yeah, everybody's not got money. One of the things that we had to stop doing is vilifying people for being poor, sick, elderly, young, whatever it is, just not affluent. It, it, just because you had some bad luck and you don't have money, um, 
and it, and it comes to us in all kind of phases and stuff. Think about grandma. Grandpa died. He was the breadwinner because that's the way we set up. You know, this is what we wanted our traditional families and stuff was grandma to sit at home and cook the biscuits and shit. And grandma, I love your biscuits. Um, but then grandpa dies and he hasn't really set up an nest egg, a nest egg. What was I talking about? A nest egg for grandma to be able to live off of now. And now she needs government assistance and stuff. Is grandma a leech? I don't think she is. I think she's been a very productive, uh, very influential uh, member of society for a very long time. And it's just by happenstance that she finds herself in this uh, predicament and stuff. I, I think it's funny that um, people are more sensitive to fictional uh, characters than they are to real people. There's uh, uh, the Bird Box, which is on which was on Netflix, and I'm going to spoil the shit out of it for you. Um, I didn't care for it, honestly. I, uh, it was too abstract for me. I, I need to see what the fuck they were. Uh, they were afraid of and why they couldn't, I don't know, it just, it was, it, it was kind of dumb. But anyway, so there's this mother with these two kids and she's in this fucking river trying to get them to safety and there's all kind of hazards and they're being chased by fucking crazy people and all kind of other shit going on. It's just these demons and stuff. I just everywhere. It's just, I don't know. It's just crazy and stuff. And 45 million people downloaded that shit on Netflix and looked at it. And everybody's on social media. Oh, I feel for Sandra Bullock and stuff. Oh, the kids, the mom, the journey and stuff. And I think to myself, but there are real life people who are being chased by crazy people who are risking themselves on dangerous journeys and stuff, trying to um, uh, get to safety to be taken in the same way Sandra Bullock was taken in at the end of the movie uh, by some people who were willing to share their resources and give their time and help out. But then in real life, uh, when that happens, we're, we, 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 uh, we're okay with throwing tear gas at those people at the end of the day. Imagine that that was at the end of the movie. Sandra Bullock gets to the, uh, fucking, uh, uh, to the end of her journey and shit. She gets to the door stuff. They just throw tear gas at her, start shooting rubber bullets. Fucked up, huh? Yeah, that's just, that's the U.S. But, um, so we need to stop demonizing people, um, for not being financially, uh, fluent. And what we need to do is, uh, instead of demonizing those people is trying to reach out and help those people. It's not what you, you think it is. It's, it's not just complete laziness on the, uh, on the part of people who don't have money. That's not what it is. Um, and if you think that, uh, you've been, you've been lied to something awful. Uh, I'm, Jermaine's not saying, uh, today or, or next week that everybody out there isn't lazy. Are there lazy people out there? Absolutely. Are there people who take advantage of the system? Absolutely. Everywhere you go. What I, what I would suggest to you is to, is to look into your Christian heart <laughs> or whatever religion that you, you find yourself in and understand that most people, given the opportunity to do good things, will. I just believe that. I have to believe that. I, I have to believe that's true. Um, and, and, and it might be a sheltered uh, viewpoint because I, I, I work in an industry and always kind of have where the idea of service before self uh, was kind of embedded and ingrained in the culture that uh, I was around actively and stuff. And maybe I just hadn't spent enough time in the private sector. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just not cynical enough for this. Uh, but I don't want to be, and so I continue to hold on to the uh, the faith and the fact that people, given the opportunity, will do the right thing. And so when you're looking at uh, doing the right thing for yourself and your family and stuff, 
do the right thing and try to plan out some multiple streams for yourself, not just your, your job that you go to, but some passive income for you. Um, that's why I working with a, uh, a reputable real estate agent, um, who is, who, who knows a, a, a loan officer who can get you approved, who can help you find that rental, uh, at a good price, uh, in a nice neighborhood that will get you the return on investment that you need for your passive income. Um, you know, some of my goals for 2019 is to, uh, is to start a, uh, my own property management company. And my first property will probably be the, my, my other goal is to have uh, my first rental, uh, here in the next couple of months where I go out and purchase another home and, and get a tenant in there. And then I'll put my, then I'll have an LLC, um, that will run that property and stuff. Um, and so that'll be, uh, my, my income also including that is that, you know, I actually have a nice lawnmower and stuff. Um, I want to get a trailer. I uh, got everything else. I just need a trailer to tow my stuff around from yard to yard and, uh, do some yard work too. I, I need to do the yard work at my, my rental. Be nice if I could pick some business either in my neighborhood or the neighborhoods, uh, on the way back and forth there. We'll see. But th- those just, you know, like I say, just different ideas and stuff, uh, that I've been kicking around, things that I want to have. Um, I know for a lot of people, you think to yourself, well, man, I can barely afford my own home. I was listening to this podcast and there's a young guy out there and I, I don't know how he does it. Um, but he went out and he bought a, uh, a duplex and not only is he written out the, uh, the one part of the duplex, he, uh, also does, um, Airbnb, uh, inside his own home. And he's like, well, he actually, courting off a uh like the living room area like courting it off and he sleeps in the living room area when there's when there's uh airbnb guests he lets them have the bedrooms and the bathroom and stuff um that dude is not paying us he's not paying his mortgage and if you're single and you got an opportunity to buy a, a, a multifamily home uh and you can airbnb out or uh sublease out um the rooms in your home and stuff like that th- there's just an idea you can have a home and you're not even paying for it. You're not paying your mortgage anymore. Um, you know, eventually I'd like to have a couple homes where that's the, that's what the case is, is I'm not really paying my mortgage anymore. Um, nor am I paying the mortgage on the, uh, rentals because the rent covers the mortgage and affords me a little extra cushion that now pays for, uh, my life. And, uh, that way I can turn my prop my property management into a full time thing. Uh, along with the, the lawn care, uh, where I'm cutting all the grass, you know, and I'm actually, you know, and that's part of things. So that's how you double down on people. Like, okay, well, you can cut the grass yourself, um, but it has to be cut, blah, 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 blah. Or you can pay me like $25 uh, a week and I'll come in and I'll cut the grass and I'll take care of it. I'll just, uh, I'll throw you the discount. Normally I charge $50 a week, but I'll charge you $25, whatever. Um, you gotta, you gotta come up with those, uh, those different kind of hustles and, and, and I like sharing out, uh, the things that I'm thinking about because I never know, um, if that's helpful to somebody else. And so, you know, that might be something where you think to yourself, man, that sounds good. <laughs> I might be able to try that. And so that's what I would encourage you to do is, uh, encourage you to get out there, find those multiple uh, streams of income. Real estate is a really good one. Uh, if you're looking for anything in North Carolina, um, I have a question about where I'm taking the South Carolina test and I, I'll look and see, um, if there's a, if there's a, a, a want for that, 
Uh, I'm not opposed to going down there and get my license in South Carolina too. But right now, just North Carolina, uh, really just uh, the places that I know. I know a little bit about South Carolina. Eh, I'm not sure, I'm, you know, could I get you a place? Yeah, absolutely. I think I get you a place anywhere. Get you a place on the moon if you want. Um, but I'm not really sure what lunar traffic looks like at 6 o'clock on the dark side of the moon. So uh, I'll research it for you, though. If that's what you want, man, I got you. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Um, Again, I want to just uh, reiterate um, the giveaway for this week. Um, the iTunes gift card, $20. Go to the website, www.themaineventpodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a comment. I don't care if it's on my Twitter, if it's on the website, if it's Facebook, the my Facebook page or the podcast Facebook page, uh, whatever, uh, and or Instagram. Whatever you can find me on social media, um, just uh, Google the main event podcast or Jermaine Parker, and I'm sure I'll pop up. Um, but leave me a comment and then like tag what, whatever you found me on. Just uh, tag two people, and that'll enter you in for the random draw. And like say this Friday, uh, I'm going to draw that out. And uh, depending on comments and stuff, we'll see. It'll more likely be on Instagram right now unless somebody's got some heartburn about that and everybody more people want it on facebook or something like that or periscope um but i'll do a live drawing and stuff and uh i'll get you your code uh for your itunes gift card and uh we'll find something else to give away next week but uh right now we're just gonna give away all these jewels (laughs) again thank you so much i know after this podcast uh we're gonna be well over a thousand downloads um like I said, this is episode what sixteen. So, yeah, man, <laughs> that's 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 awesome. Sixteen episodes over a thousand downloads, and I and, and I always say uh, I'm so happy about that simply because, like I say, I, this is not sponsored. I don't have a blue check on Twitter and stuff. Uh, I don't have a a a whole bunch of followers on any one platform. I really don't. I think I put something on Twitter this week talking about I had a, I finally got 150 followers, and I was waiting on my blue check. And I went back a couple of days later and looked at it. It was down to like 145. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, I guess I'm about to wait on my uh, my certification and stuff. But uh, yo, until then, I'm still gonna be the realest uh, person that you know. Uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. You know what? It's been another episode of the main event and. Have a great week. Love you. Peace.